now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea, piping hot. So grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. is shaking. OMG. Are you guys having a wonderful Wednesday morning? It is March the 31st, the last Wednesday of the month. And not just the last Wednesday of the month, but it is also two weeks exactly two weeks away from, drum roll please, election day. How many of you are ready? Wow, I'm ready for it. 
I'm excited. Cannot wait. It's going to be one of the more exciting elections, I think, for me. I'm getting up early. I got to double check the poll times because I surely wish to get up super early. Uh Uh-oh, there we go. Aha, my little hair looking a little crazy today, folks, but that's okay. I am excited about getting up super early and going to vote. Don't get the date wrong, folks. I know some of you are getting all confused. April the 14th. This time next week, hopefully I would have already voted. Because as soon as the polls open, literally, I'm going to be there. We will give you all of the information, poll location, where you vote, take your ID, all that fantastic stuff. Yes, honey child. Well... Let's get it. Well, what a ting, what a ting, what a ting. Wah! Good morning, Marshall. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Yeah. Oh, Anthony. Ooh, where's my Bible this morning? We're getting there. We are getting there, honey child. That was, you guys know I have a mask that says, what a hot mess. Last night was a double extra hot, hot, sizzling mess. Good morning, Olivia. Good morning, Irvalyn. Cece, wagwan. Cece looking all cute in her profile picture, like, "Mm, I'm here. (laughs) Good morning, Larry. Denise, so nice to see you. Miss Morna is here. How was the meeting last night by your yard? Miss Morna um, hosted, I guess, or or whatever. They used her yard for yard meeting. Miss Sabrina. Siobhan is here. Happy hump day indeed. Tomorrow, you guys know, is Tom Fool's Day. April Fool's, if you're American. Duran. And Lily Boo is here. Felicia. Louie. Good morning to you. Is it Brandon? Did you change your name? It just says B. Ramsey these days. Good morning, Nathaniel, Elizabeth, Charm. Yes, honey child, Miss Janet. Have you gotten your mug yet? Miss Beulah, did you guys get yours? I think I sent some of you instructions and where to just go and pick it up. Josephine. Yes, good morning. Miss Shirley is here. And of course, Miss Bonnie is always here for it. Beautiful, Miss Bonnie. All the way, the lovely Miss Bonnie from East End. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. There goes Daisy. Um, Shachmo, am I saying that right? Morning, morning, honey child. Thank you so much. Big up yourself. Let's get into it because I cannot waste another minute. Last night was extra special, folks. I cannot say that I have ever... Well, when it when it comes to the worst category, it is a little bit hard to say, well, this one is definitely the worst. Because honestly, you don't even know 
what is coming next. <laughs> I mean, it's sad to say, but I thought Captain Eugene bombed it. And yet, here we are this morning talking about somebody else who bombed last night. And I'm not sure which is worse. Because in my mind, I'm kind of thinking, I'm pretty sure Captain Eugene was not sober. I cannot prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. But all signs point towards he made a stop before going to the debate. Probably meant to have one glass of wine. And you know them former CDP people. They always have a little extra or they mix it with something. And then next thing you know, they're slurring their words and, and speaking extra slow. Well, if you get that CPR test, you'll be all right. 72 hours before. So I thought to myself, wow, he's pretty bad. I don't, I don't see it being able to get any worse than that. Really? That's what I thought. And boy... Slap me bald-headed and kick me in the rear end because here we are talking about how worse it can get. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I never did know. Why didn't you guys tell me that it could get so much worse than that? Because she wasn't drunk. Poor Barbara and Alric were head-to-head last night. And all I can tell you is Barbara needs to go home after her performance last night. Barbara, do yourself a favor. I don't care what PPM can tell you. This is not the job for you. Now, I like Barbara as a person. And trust me. I'm trying my best to go easy on her this morning. But you know the show is called The Cold Heart Truth. <sighs> so I'm trying to be nice, Barbara. But I may end up hurting your feelings because sometimes the truth hurts. You are incapable of truly representing the people if you don't even know what their needs and concerns are. You cannot articulate that to save your life, which I'm really surprised. Did I miss the debates last year or did she not go? Because I think last time a lot of these PPMers actually didn't go to some debates. And this time a lot of them, you notice they were starting to miss the debates until you guys started kicking up a fuss. So at least she showed up. So she gets a little check mark for showing up. But that's the bare minimum, folks. That's like us telling our young people, you got to show up to work. Otherwise, you're not going to have a job. Definitely, if you don't show up, you're not getting the job. But it requires more than just showing up. You've got to have some sort of performance. Anthony says it was cringe-worthy. Oh, my God. Anthony, if you saw the comments that I was getting... Seriously. It was shocking. Everything from 
I couldn't watch the full show. Uh, <laughs> woo, this person said last night their, their blood pressure was going up high. Um, all right. Ooh, I, I'm going to bring up some of the screenshots because if you didn't watch it, I know that some of you are simply not going to believe me when I tell you how bad it was. One person said, this debate has been a spanking. Never has K-Man seen a beating like this since Ozzy used that cow cod. Now, you remember the famous story about Ozzy and the cow cod. Um, the, the, listen, the comments were unbelievable. I think people were shocked. And this is why I'm thinking to myself, it has to be that she didn't participate in rundown last time. Because did we all miss it last time? So let's start at the top. Mistake number one, she shows up with a bunch of papers Fair point. Um, oh, sorry. Let me take that off. Stop looking at your notes and speak from the heart. Okay. So she shows up with a note, a handful of papers. And the worst part is for me, well, she was reading, which was bad. And that was obvious to everybody from the, from the jump out of the barn, she starts reading. But not only was she reading, she wasn't reading very well. It didn't come across as natural because, you know, you can read something and it still sounds, you're accentuating your words, you're highlighting certain things, you're, you know. That normally happens when you are prepared, even though you you know you're going to read. And apparently she told people beforehand that she was planning on reading. I don't know in what universe someone told her that that was a good idea. Good morning, Richie. She felt that cow cod last night, but why I tell you what, she felt something. So she starts reading, fumbling her words. She didn't even know where her stuff was. So I don't know if you guys picked up on it or not, but go back and watch just five minutes of it. Because anytime Alric got the question first, you could see, although the camera was focused on him, you can actually see her arms where she was like flipping through her papers, trying to find the response to that question. So a lot of people have said, did she get the questions in advance? And we've actually seen this happen before. I don't know if you guys remember, but not the last election cycle. I think it would have been 2013. All UDP members, I think there were still UDP at the time, showed up with a script. That's what we call it. But even the best actors in the world are working off of a script. They know, you know, what they got to say because they want them to be precise. 
But if you know your lines, if you spent some time with that script, you know, cuddle up to the script, folks, you can do a better job than what she did. It was dismal. Someone just said what is shocking is that the chamber uses the same 20 questions for the debate. Last night, debate was 17, so she should have 16 other debates to go through the answers. To be clear, she didn't even know the difference between stamp duty and a deposit for mortgage. It was bad. We're going to get we're going to get there. So listen. She shows up with a script and she's reading. Mistake number one. Mistake number two, you can't read very well. And because you did not bother to prepare yourself, you kind of bombed it in any event. Right? <coughs> Sorry. Had she been familiar with the material, her performance could have been 80% better. It showed a dismal lack of preparation. And I'm sorry, but when the people of this country are paying you, do you guys remember the salaries I told you guys MPs are making? Over $8,000 a month. Plus, she's a consular. So she gets, I think, at least another another 1000 or 1200 or something else. On top of that, I'm going to hold you accountable. And I'm going to talk about how you have failed the people of the Cayman Islands. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I would not be paying her, based on her performance, $2,000, much less eight, nine thousand. Our expectations and the people, I saw a few people, you know, they're just PPM sheeples, sheples, whatever we call them, making excuses for her. Oh, she's nervous. Okay. She was nervous. But guess what? Alaric was nervous too. Hmm. Was he? Of course he was. You guys, let me tell you something here. What you don't know about Alaric, and I only have gotten to know this because I have actually been working with Alaric, and maybe the PPM need to send some of their people to my school of, you know, speaking, presentations, helping yourself a little bit. Because Alaric is a really smart person. He's a really intelligent guy. But when he first started this journey years ago, his performance was a little bit like, okay, I hear you, but I'm not like, yeah, I hear you. Alric has been practicing. Alric prepared for last night. Here's a shocker. Everybody thinks, well, 
Alric is a lawyer. Oh, did I say run down? No, I didn't. Stop that, Donna. Did I really say that? What argument, Leslita? She and I had no argument, none at all. Nothing she said was convincing. Lord have mercy. Here, Dacia. She thought she was going to come strong at first, but she left me. Shock. Really shock. My lad. Girl, I never seen nothing strong about her presentation, none at all. So Alric prepares for his public meetings. As a matter of fact, I've said to him, don't over-prepare. Because then sometimes you get in your head and you do not want to do what she did last night, sitting there reading. But had she known her subject matters, she wouldn't have had to read. Now, how many topics could you possibly discuss in a Cayman election? Do we not know what all the topics are by now? Fair point that they're sending the same questions over and over again. But it's because there are only so many topics you can touch upon. So in other words, let's be very, very clear here, folks. Everyone knows there's going to be a question about education, right? In some form or another. Now, the mistake that was made, and this is what happens when you have a script. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I told you guys the best advice I got when I was in law school is you actually need to read the question properly. I think it was Mr. Mitchell Davies, somebody in year one when we were preparing for exams said, listen, you will fail every single exam question if you go in there and make the mistake of seeing a topic. So I see the topic of common assault or assault and battery. And then I just regurgitate everything I know about assault and battery. You will fail the question no matter it could be a 25-page response for that one question, and you're still going to fail it. You know why? Because if you do not respond to the actual question, right? You haven't answered the question. So this is what happens. When you have these pre-prepared questions, the script that you're reading off of. So education, well, you know, the progressives have um, put together an education council and we have done da-da-da-da. Meanwhile, it had nothing to do with the question. You need to be able to think on your own two feet. How have we gotten here? Like we talk about, let's talk about education for a minute since we want to talk about what a dismal failure that is, right? So we've talked about education and how we have failed. Our children are failing. They're not doing well, right? We're turning out mediocre kids at best for the vast majority of them. They have behavioral issues, all this stuff. 
Did I really say rundown? Oh my gosh, that is like the biggest Freudian slip ever. I didn't actually mean to say rundown, but it might have well been a rundown. It was a comedy show. So our children are not doing great. And then I think, right, well, let's look to our leaders as an example for our children, because I'm sure they must be looking up to somebody in our local community. And then I look at a performance like last night. I looked at a Captain Eugene. Elvis, y'all want to be talking about Elvis is smoking too much pot. He's drinking too much. He's foul mouth. But guess what? Elvis made more sense and sounded better. Didn't speak with a single piece of paper to my recollection than Barbara and Captain Eugene put together. How can we elevate ourselves in a community like this? How can we talk about expectations and standards? When honestly, it is so crystal clear that we don't have any, even with our leaders. Anyone who got on that platform last night, I, like I said, there was like two people, some guy named John on YouTube, and even halfway, and he was like, oh, you know, Barbara got this. She's going to win the election. Blah. I was like, John, are we watching the same debate? or form or whatever you want to call it. Cause it wasn't really, it's not really a debate. Right. But I'm like, are we watching the same screen? Because if you think Barbara got this based on her performance tonight, Ooh, we're, we're looking at something different here. This is like a parallel universe. And then there was some other woman who was there for it. Oh yes. Go Barbara. Barbara's just nervous. Cece, I need one of your red flags. Where did I put my red flag? Red flag. This had nothing to do with nervousness. This was being ill-prepared, unable to speak and articulate any idea, not even the complex ones, the most simplest of ideas. She was fumbling. If this was a game of football, of American football, it would have been like fumble, 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 all over the field. It was dismal. I mean, really and truly. All the red flags need to be out for that performance last night. Hi, Barbara. I don't even know what to say. How did you get this far? That's the only question I have. How did this happen? What is What, what happened to George Towners? You made Kurt Tibbetts come along in all of his voluptuous glory. And tell you guys must put in David and put in Barbara over more qualified candidates last time. And you actually listened to them. Where's Jonathan Piercy? I cannot believe to this day that David won over Jonathan Piercy. But you know what happened? Those of you who love to run four or five in a district splitting up a vote. Yes, riding Kurt's coattail. When are we going to cut that coattail off? Four or five running in one district is what happened too. Because believe me, if this was a head-to-head -head between Jonathan Piercy and David White, there is no way in this good earth and God's good green earth that David could have won. But you see, you got five people running.
Tom takes a little hundred votes. Dick takes 120 votes. Harry takes 50. And I know for a fact that the progressives will throw people in there, CDP when they're around too, to have people split the vote. That's what we call it. And splitting the vote, yeah, CC, we get into vote buying. Between splitting the vote, vote buying, all the name calling and pettiness that Makiva and the bunch of them likes to go on with, between all of that, it's like somehow the people are hoodwinked into giving these jokers a vote. I'm sorry, this is ridiculous. Someone said to me yesterday, my little friend, um, I think you need to be impartial. And I said to him, huh, believe it or not, I am. This podcast, this show is not a news show. This is an opinion-based program. You come with your opinion, you're entitled to it, and I've got mine. But at the same time, Despite all of that, I still try to operate under the two primary things. Number one, speak the truth. The cold, hard truth. All right? So let the truth be your guide. Number two, hold everybody accountable. Regardless of who, you, who your mama is, who your father I don't care. Black, white, orange, gray, I don't really care. And based on Barbara's performance last night, I hate to say it, but I was disappointed. And you know, it was one of the few debates that I actually sat down and watched. I was interested in Georgetown South. And I said, wow. We'll get to the rest of her performance in the last four years or lack thereof. Barbara is not even, at one point last night I thought to myself, she's a glorified secretary for the PPM. She doesn't bring anything to the table. And then I'm like, eh, she's not even that. Someone says the deputy speaker can't even speak. Make it make sense. That's right. We forgot. She's deputy speaker. She's still deputy speaker. I know she was acting as speaker at one point because she was deputy speaker. It's unbelievable. But you know what? So many of, of us do not sit down and even watch a single episode. I'm going to call it an episode like it's a show. Of the Legislative Assembly, we don't watch it, so we don't know what is really going on. We don't know how poorly these guys are performing until the, the um, chamber puts them to the test. So thank you, Cayman Islands Chamber, for these forums, because, wow, they have been most insightful. Barbara, let's look at what else people had to say. Um, I'm reading your comments. Lynette says she's fake as they come and loves to look down on people. Well, I don't know why she'd be looking down on anybody, child. 
She needs us to help her. Here's one. Seems like the only reason to vote for Barbara is because you want PPM to have a chance at being the government because she will do nothing for you, Georgetown South. Mm -hmm. There's more. Hold on. Getting my slides ready. There were so many that it was really hard to grab these because, whew, my dear. Here's another one. Alric has had probably the greatest debate in Cayman history. If I see he doesn't get in, it'd be a crying shame on voters. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Crying shame is that we have been paying this woman to do nothing, half a million dollars for the last two, I mean, my apologies, the last four years. Here's one more. Boy, the clear choice. The choice is clear. Mr. Len Lindsay, gone clear. Ay, ay, ay. Here's the one from Kail. This debate has been spanking, has been a spanking. Never has Cayman seen a beating like this since Ozzy used that cow cod. It is a crying shame, folks. Wow. Barbara, I don't even know what to say. I mean, she has by far had the worst debate, says Kyle. Hmm. Hold up. Did she just say that if the PPM is reelected, they will increase the stipend for tourism workers? Where is the elections office? This is surely vote buying. We're going to talk about that later on because that is a whole other mess. Hmm. Let me see. Let's do one more. Many of the new candidates running the current round in circles, man. Wall of shame. Wow. It is a shame. Like I said, 99% of the comments were like, what on earth? Are you kidding? Why? Barbara, would you get up there? I mean, I'm almost thinking, to be honest, that it would have almost been a little bit better had she not shown up. Now, before the debate started, let me just see here now. Someone sent me, let me try and think who that was. Um, mm -hmm. Someone sent me a photo of them, the two of them, Alric and um, 
what's her name, of Barbara, before they got started. And I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be interesting. Because you could see from the onset the tension in the office based on her face. Albert eh, looked a little bit like, you know. I, listen, I was actually thinking to myself when I saw that this was before the debate started. Someone sent me this picture. Let me see if I can pull it up here. And I said to myself, hmm, is Albert going to be bringing his A game? Because the look on his face, he was like, mm-mm, it's a little bit fuzzy. But he's like, mm, look at Barbara. Hands clasp. Let's, let's examine the body language here first, folks. Look at the clasping of the hands. The shoulders. The look on the face. The little scroll look on the face. She is not happy in this picture at all. And you know, it's unfortunate that she has gotten... Uh, a little bit in her feelings during this election. And I know a lot of what's been going on in Georgetown South. And she's got one super fan there who, you know, does podcasts and all this sort of thing, trying to, oh, she's the best. She helped with one pond, cleaning up one pond. And now we're out there putting down benches. This is why you should elect her or reelect her to office. A couple of times she circled back on her questions because she knew she tanked it, right? Now, I would have thought you live, well, she doesn't, I don't know where she, I don't know where Barbara lives anymore. She used to live off of, um, close to Linford Pierce, by the, I don't even know if that's where she lives, but you represent the people of Georgetown South, right? The one big thing that happened that really showed your, showed your true colors was about um, Smith Barkadier and your project for Smith Barkadier. So you would think if you know nothing else, you don't know education, you don't know nothing else. What was she consular for, by the way? Let me look her up. Let me tell you what she was consular for. You think the one thing you would actually know is that project. Child, I would have studied the maps, the proposal, everything, because I know that question is coming. We used to do this in, in law school as well, because you always kind of hedge your bets, right? You covered 20 topics the entire year, and you're like, oh, my God. Which of these 20 questions, because you're only getting four questions in the entire exam, which of the 20 of the 20 topics, which of those are like the top four that might come? And sometimes they always slide one in there. It was like a minor topic. You didn't spend much time on it. And boom, it shows up on the exam. And you're like, really? Examiners, is this what you had to do to me? Nobody studied this topic. Nobody even remembered this topic. But there's some that are like a given. So, Barbara doesn't even know her project that she was bringing to the good people of Georgetown South. Her revitalization, sprucing up. Oh, we're going to give you handicapped spots. We're going to put in an arch. We're going to do all sorts of fancy parking lot. 
we have all these grand ideas for Smith Air. Now I know it's been over a year since the peaceful picnic protest at that location where again, the people had their will and they thumped her and the progressives into the ground. Allow me to remind you to go back under the video section of her Facebook page and watch the video of that peaceful protest. They had to bring Kurt Tibbetts to the meeting. Someone who is no longer an elected official. What is he doing there? You know what he was doing there? Barbara couldn't handle him. Joey Hugh couldn't handle him. Was the premier even there, even there that day? I can't remember if he was or not. But they had to bring in the back driver premier, Kurt Tibbetts, to help them out so that he could speak and calm down the people of Georgetown South. Now, Georgetowners, Kurt Tibbetts supposedly retired. It is time that you tell him, if you have retired from politics, stop coming and knocking at my door and begging me to vote for so-and-so, especially when they're not even qualified to do the job. With all due respect, and trust me, I love me a Kurt Tibbetts, but I'm also not blind. You need to really be retired from politics if that's what you said you were going to do. So he showed up, and at one point I felt very bad for Barbara because she was on the verge of crying. Yes, go back and watch the protest. Her voice was crackling, tears were coming to her eyes because you people were expressing an opinion that was different than hers. And evidently that made her upset in the moment. She couldn't take the heat. Now, I'm not going to necessarily fault her for that because I guess everybody's different when it comes to their um, sensitivity levels. There's, there are things that will make me cry at a drop of a hat. Boy, let me see one little poor little dog in distress. I'm crying all over the place. But I'm not going to cry if you have a different opinion than mine. I'm not going to cry even if you don't like me. I'm going to be like, whatever. Let's keep it moving. Stay on topic. But, you know, I get that people, are, everybody's different. So I'm not knocking her for being in her feelings. She had no clue last night what the projected budget was for that project. And boy, did Mr. Alric Lindsay show her up. He came with all guns blazing. He's like, bah, 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 bah. a million dollars in 2020's budget, another million dollars in 2021. She's like, what? I was told it was just like $100,000 and we were going to get that from private sector. I'm like, what? You're going to undertake a massive project like that. Did she say 100,000 or 300,000? I can't even remember, but it was way, it was nowhere close to a million dollars, $2 million over two annual budgets. So you're going to bring a project to the people of Georgetown South and you have no idea what the budget is? Wouldn't that be one of the more major considerations for a project? But, you know, in government, they don't have to care. They can just show up 
and bring you something because it's government money. It's your money. So they don't care where it's coming from. They haven't analyzed the budget. Thank you, my good friend on WhatsApp. <laughs> He's keeping me on point. She said $250,000. Now tell me something. How close is $250,000 to $2 million? Now, I'm no mathematician. You guys know me in math. I leave that to the experts. But what I do know is they are nowhere near each other. Nope, not even close. Imagine if I were to go to the bank and say, you know, guys know I love me a CNB. Oh, CNB, I would like to build a house. I got these grand plans. I've gone to the architect. Yes. Okay. These are all the things that we want. All right. CNB is going to say, well, how much is this going to cost? $250,000. Okay. Here you go, Miss Sandy. You've approved for $250,000. This is your loan amount. Oops. I actually meant $2 million. They would be like, um, no. You said it was going to be $250,000. If that's what you think it is, did you not do your homework? Did you not review the plans? Like nothing before you showed up to this debate? How does that work exactly? And on top of that, in case you didn't notice, she didn't actually answer the question. What she did was, she talked about, because, and, and this proves my very point, right? She knew the question was coming. And so her prepared response was, okay, you know, here, here's why we did it. That wasn't the question. I can't remember exactly what the question was, but that actually wasn't the question. I think the question was like um, something along the lines of basically, what do you think should happen to it? So it was like a future um, in the future kind of question, right? Projection. And she answered based on her past, her piss poor past performance. That's a mouthful. Piss poor past performance. Ooh, say that fast about two times. So anywho, when she came now to the next question, she had to use some of her time to go back to the previous question about Smith Barker Deer. Barbara, PPM, progressives, whatever you're calling yourselves now, here's a word of advice. Nobody's perfect. And as MPs, sometimes you'll bring things to the table like your port and your Smith Marketeer renovations that nobody wants. The people are not in agreement. You didn't consult the people. You didn't ask them what they want. And then once you try to push your will down their throats and they speak up, then you're like, oops, we missed the mark on this one. Sometimes you just got to admit, we thought this was a great idea, but you know what? We got it wrong. You guys don't want it? We scrapped it. Mind you, we've already spent money on plans. We've already had engineers out there because this is why now the whole concept of a district council is so incredibly important because you get to stay connected to the people. So before you embark on these multi-million dollar projects, 
And Julie says, San, never knew that you could read body language, honey child. There might be a lot, Julie, that I can do that you don't know. Wink, wink. Yes, I've studied a few things here and there. And body language is actually one of my favorite things to study. Like legit study. But anyway, we won't go too deep into that right now. So yes, she came ill-prepared for that particular question. Didn't have the facts, not at all. Then she has the audacity to try to challenge Alric. Remember now, Alric has FOI'd this, this particular project to death, uh, only discovering that they didn't have any of the supposed meeting notes. So they were going to have meetings and they're going to form a Smith Cove uh, revitalization committee and all this kind of stuff. No notation to say what they did, what, how this come about, how they decided nothing. That's when you know project not even legit because they can't write in anything down. Good morning, John, joining us in the Philippines. So nice to see you. Thank you for tuning in. So um, then she challenges Alric and says, well, I don't know where Mr. Lindsay got his figures of $2 million from. So, you know, poor Alric was sitting there like, honey child, it came from an FOI from cabinet. You could, You should try it. You don't even have to FOI it. Your government should just be willing to give you the information. <sighs> anyway, she's the consular, by the way, for education. Let me say that again, folks. She is the consular for education. After that performance last night, she shouldn't be anywhere near education. Let me see a few more comments. I'm going to read some of these that are coming in. They're coming in hot and heavy in WhatsApp. One person sent me this. Hold on, hold on, honey Joe. Ironic. They have said. Her signage is proudly posted up across her schools. What a disgrace for any kids that may have been listening. I had to apologize to my daughter and advise her that while it wasn't easy, Knowledge is power and being informed is a must. I also shared that if persons were doing the right thing and in the race for the right reasons, in addition to being informed, then things would have been a little bit more easier to bring across. Good morning, Miss Sandy, and happy Wednesday. Oh, honey child. They just said her lackey and puppet Noel Cayasso just went live. Can't listen to the garbage and justification he's going to try to blind people with this morning. Now, you guys know Portland Noel is my friend, but he is riding hard for the wrong person. At this point in time, Noel, it would actually be better if you had nothing to say. Because you're going to allow Barbara Connolly to bring down whatever little reputation you have for having common sense. You are going to allow her and her dismal performance to bring you down if you're trying to defend it this morning. I don't know what he's saying. Maybe he isn't trying to defend it. Someone sent this, online open book exam. That's pretty much what she had last night and still tanked it. Hmm. No, sir. <clears throat> um, 
what is ironic, this is another comment via WhatsApp. So folks, I know some of you are a little bit shy. If you wish to send your WhatsApp comments, please do. 324-1612 is the number. What is ironic is that every candidate has been asked the same question. 90% of the answers have been the same, whether they were independent or PPM. Example, cost of living. Everyone has said to eliminate duty and feminine products. Not that retailers will actually pass on the savings. So how is she not even able to regurgitate that one succinctly? That sums it up. I don't know. Like I said, it's a lack of preparation for last night's debate, but it also demonstrates that for, for the past four years, you just have not been paying attention. Right? Because like that listener said, some of the answers are so obvious. And she couldn't even do that. At one point, she spent each each question, you get two minutes, right? At one point, she literally spent at least 30 seconds flipping through paper. Because like I said, when Albert got the question first, she was using that time, those two minutes to flip through paper. When she got it first, well, you better have your stuff in order. Now, I can't imagine that um, she did a very good job of organizing the script because you could have put big notes like education so you cannot miss it. And then, you know, okay, this is all my notes in education. So you shouldn't have to flip that, that much to find education, which it should have been your expert area. Hey, Dr. Frank here, Aaron. Aaron says the money that left is to put into their own projects, such as having PWD, NRA was in this case, build the premier's fence. Yes, we saw that. Did you guys forget that? Um, hi, Miss Valda. <laughs> says C Sandy, CMR profiler. Ooh, honey child. Daisy, Merstar, I'm trying to behave. I'm actually trying to be so nice, but the truth is the truth. Balika, good morning. Parliamentarian rules prevent members from reading. Subject only to a few questions, such as ministerial statements and refreshing the memory. And Barbara is running for parliament. Where, uh, where are they supposed to debate and not read? Mm. Well, like I said, it's not a debate in the true sense of the word, but it's kind of like they, they call it a forum. They don't want to call it a debate because they don't want it to be contentious, but you know, you can kind of put your positions forward. And if your opponent says something that makes no sense, you can call them out on it. Eden says we're in the tourism sector. We'll demand it as needed of whatever is in there. We demanded 1500 and got it. That was pressure from the people, not UDPPM generosity. Shameful vote for change. Ooh. Oh, wait a minute. I just noticed that that's my little friend, Aaron. Aaron Bush, I didn't realize that was you. What's up? How is life in, let me try to remember. Where are you? Michigan, Minnesota. It's an M area. Boston. Which doesn't begin with M. 
somewhere. Remind me, Massachusetts. Uh, remind me of where you are, Aaron. Thanks for tuning in. And I think, Aaron, are you even 15 yet? I kind of feel like you're not, but in my head, you're you're like eight when you left Cayman or whatever. And I know you've grown up so much since then. Um, Jonathan says Elvis was the only one that got an answer to the current problems, and he told everyone how he would pay for it by bringing new industries to the island. None of the new guys that is running and none of the old guys that is running, they want to try and fix all of Cayman's problems with the budget they get. And that is obviously not enough. I don't know if I quite agree with that, Jonathan. Making money isn't the government's problem. It's not that they don't make money. It's that they don't spend it well. And they don't get value for money. They waste it on so-called experts who have no concept of what they're doing. And they spend millions of dollars on expert reports, people who will come here and say, I'm going to tell you how to fix your problems. And the irony of it, not only do they not have an appreciation of the Cayman context, the uniqueness of our environment and so on, but it has been proven on more than one occasion, they will carbon copy almost down to the letter, a report from somewhere else and just insert, instead of saying New York City, the Cayman Islands. Tweak it just a little bit and charge us $500,000 for a report. Meanwhile, the average person on the street can tell you what's going on and some common sense ways to approach things. We have a lot of experts here in financial services, law, and so on, and they don't have a clue. So somebody else is watching Noel. Noel, calm down now. I don't want you to stroke out trying to defend Barbara. Someone says Noel's having a fit on his live. Lord, Noel, I got some tablets here for you. Let me show you. See them right here? You need some after Barbara's performance last night? These are actually my painkillers, but you guys know I have this shoulder pain. By the way, the meniscus pain in my knee has gotten considerably better. And the um, Dr. Pecos, the, what is he again? Orthopedic surgeon said, sometimes these things just take a really long time to resolve themselves. So once we did the MRI and he saw that it was a tear, he said, let's just leave it alone. Normally this type of tear will prepare itself without any surgical intervention needed. And then I was having a pain in my shoulders while I was like, everything on the left side is like falling apart. So he said, same thing, just leave it. It'll eventually, you know, I feel like it's getting a little bit better, but every once in a while I got to take a little pain tablet, child. So this morning, these are not my pressure tablets because I'm not even that bothered. I'm disappointed um, by Barbara's performance, but she doesn't really raise my blood pressure like some of the other fools that we've elected. Barbara, I feel for you. I really do. Good morning, Miss Iva. I hope you're drinking your tea out of your CMR mug. Dana says maybe her prompt screen was working. Her prompter screen. Yes. Well, she... Hmm. Alric is the clear choice, says Lena. Puff Puff is another campaign coming up. We need straight talk on this subject. Jackie, good morning. Yes, Aaron. Clifton says this debate is heating up here in Oklahoma. (laughs) 
Oops, my apologies. I just mistakenly hit a button. Robin says um, that this makes sense why they haven't been showing up for debates. Yes, Robin. And we know it. And despite what, uh, what's his name? Frank Cornwall wants you to believe this is exactly why he didn't show up. Now, he's trying to make y'all believe he was having a little backyard meeting. I am going to call out Frank Cornwall here today. And what I'm going to say is his performance would have been far worse, far worse than anything that Barbara did. Now, I know you're, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Sandy. How can it get any worse, honestly? And you know why I know that? Last night I had the displeasure of uh, reviewing a PPM video for a story about vote buying. And I wanna share this with you. So let me just pull up my share screen. So the progressives Um, Alden McLaughlin, this was him last week, Thursday in tropical garden. Now they think it's all fun and games. You see him there laughing. Well, the jokes won't be on him. I do believe, but let me show you guys something here. He said, and I, I said this to you all, but thank you so much, Jessica. She says, I look forward to these sessions in the morning. You hashtag, you make my mornings. <laughs> so he showed up with all kind of theatrics on Thursday in Tropical Gardens. See, look, look at, let me make it full screen. Look at all of them laughing, honey child. Poor Austin. He gonna be laughing himself right out of prospect. Um, Derry Lee, beautiful Derry. She was the MC for the evening. She's laughing. Cornwall is laughing. Um, Poor Mr. McTaggart, he's laughing and slapping his knee. And Al didn't have the best laugh. That's because they were trying to make fun of Sammy. They're so immature. He was singing some song about Sammy. Notice Paula Tatum, former PPM supporter. She has the little yawn face like you people are boring me with your stupidity. Anyway, all they can rely upon is singing songs and dancing like they're a bunch of monkeys in a circus. Even monkeys got better sense than them sometimes. So he actually said, and like I said, I really haven't been watching their meetings. To be honest, you know, I don't want my pressure to go up too much. So I'm like, eh. I hear the ridiculousness, but I try not to watch it for myself. Hmm. I hear what Alden said. He's endorsing Frank Cornwall. And his endorsement includes him saying, oh, I'm not going to tell you that he's more qualified than Kenneth Bryan, his competitor. I'm not going to tell you that he can speak any better. What I'm going to tell you is he's going to be part of this team. I told you guys this already. Alden is the puppet master. Roy 
Mr. Roy will allow him to pull his little strings. And he just said it, but in a different way. Oh, he's going to keep the team together. In other words, all Alden wants is yes men and women. Just like Barbara. That's her only purpose there is to say yes to Alden. Yes to the progressives and their leadership. And when they tell her to keep your mouth shut after a woman was viciously beaten at work, she does just that. I don't know in her heart of hearts how Barbara felt. But she tells the party line no matter what they tell her to do. So Alden actually said it. Frank Cornwall is no better than, than he said. I can't tell you. Well, thank God for once in his life he can't lie. He says, I cannot tell you that um, Frank is more qualified than Kenneth. I can't tell you that Frank is going to be able to speak better than Kenneth. Basically, he can't tell you anything in terms of the two candidates that puts Frank even a smidgen above Kenneth, except he's a sheeple. Sheppel, whatever the heck we're going to call him. Is that a qualification for an MP? I would hope you would want the opposite. Why does that become a redeeming quality? But this is the agenda that the progressives have. So all they can tell you is, we've done a great job with COVID. Keep us together at your own peril because we bombed everything else. We failed everything else. But forget about those things. Vote for this person just because we are part of the same team. He's not going to sit on the back bench like Kenneth and question us and hold us to account. He's not going to get emotion moved about district councils that then forces me to go into a back room Break from the LA, Kenneth. Let me go talk to you privately because we know the people want district councils. Kenneth has brought it, he's got a seconder for his motion, which means now it has to be discussed. Oh no, Kenneth, 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 come on now. You're going to cost me some votes. Come with me. Let us go in the back room and, and talk this through. And the only thing I fault Kenneth for is being a little bit too naive. But he's new to politics and he still wants to believe in Alden. So he took him in the back room and they talked it over. And all of a sudden he comes back out. All right. Well, Alden promised, you know, he promised his government to do something about this. Mm -hmm. Promises are a comfort to a fool. And we, the people of the Cayman Islands, are nobody's fools. We've had enough. Seriously. We have had enough. So let me show you what we're talking about. Because Alden has now said it in his own words. Shion, is that how you pronounce your name? Shion says they can't even dance. Mudslinging, yep, that's, that's all they can do. Huh, you got that right, Rena. We all going to be laughing come April the 15th. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Vote them out. Thank you, Louie. Yes, Jonathan. 
I think Elvis is getting in. Well, they're going to do their best to buy votes and to make fake promises. Anne says Frank Cornwell knows that he can't take votes from Kenneth Bryan. Alden is going to just gave Frank the thousand dollars to run, but they never plan. But their plan will backfire. I mean, they're so desperate. They could even find a decent candidate. Let's watch the video, folks. I got to find the spot. So give me one second. I'm going to find the spot when he starts talking. There's Barbara, ironically, sitting in the front row, just like a sheep, clapping for the masters. Is that Andre Espute? Andre, what are you doing in a progressive shirt with a hat on? Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Let me see when Alden started speaking. I might have to rewind this a little bit. Come on, internet. Hold on now. Let me refresh it, child, because... uh, I think it was... Yeah, she was introducing... Yes, here they are dancing. And like you said, they definitely can't dance. Master of Mistress of Ceremonies. Good evening, everyone. It's good to see so many of you here. I just wish some of you who are seated on in the back would come up and fill up these chairs so it would look better on the camera. But we know you're there. If you're there and in the car, blow your horn so we can hear. Now, hold on a second. Good. Yeah, come and fill up the seats because nobody was really there. Considering... You had four candidates, no, actually five, no, four, four candidates on stage. All your other candidates in the audience, even if they had brought two people each, you would have had a full audience. But this is part of the facade. This is part of the lie. Nobody is showing up to their meetings. They're having these group meetings. They're bussing people in from all over to try to make it look like they have the numbers and they still don't have the numbers. But I digress. Good, good, good. Folks, I don't know why they always give me the job to anchor the meeting. That means I'm the last speaker. By the time I come to the mic, they've said everything that I wanted to say. So I have to think of a few new things. But the first thing I want to say to those of you from Red Bay and Prospect who are asking me when are we going to have a meeting in Prospect and Red Bay, soon come me and austin will be there it is going to be the biggest meeting that we have ever had when austin and i come to town so do not do not worry do not be faint of heart we will be there in due course but tonight we're here in tropical gardens which is also my stomping ground i grew up just down the road we used to walk from my house down there by robert Young Memorial Church to Miss Markale to get piano lessons. And I bet you all didn't know I could play the piano. Or at least I could one time. Been so long, I don't know if I can do it anymore. But my two sisters still can. 
But this is where I grew up. This is where we grew up. So this is home in many respects. And I am here tonight not just to talk to my constituents, but also, also to speak for and to endorse Frank Cornwall for Georgetown Central, and obviously to add my endorsement to my successor as party leader and soon to be with God's will and you, the people, my successor as Premier, the Honorable Roy McTaggart. So I want to start first by talking a little bit about Frank. Now, in terms of political ambition, I don't think too many people realize that Frank had political ambition or indeed ability. But I knew because way back in 2013, he made it clear that he would have liked to have been a candidate for Georgetown, except we had a full slate of candidates. And so after Kenneth Bryan uh, did what he did and wound up leaving my office as my political assistant, I went straight to Frank. I said, Frank, I need you to come and help me because as premier and a minister of many subjects, it's very difficult to be able to address the needs of your constituents while trying to run the country. I understood that from my previous years and Frank came on board. And Frank knows the constituency of Red Bay as well as I do. And he has been an excellent, excellent political assistant. I myself have been surprised at his ability to speak. Don't you think he does a great job? But that is not the basis on which I wish to sell him to you as a representative of Georgetown Central. Listen, Kenneth Bryan is a bright young man, a very able young man. I fault him not in that respect. But ladies and gentlemen, anybody who believes that you can be a one-man army and achieve anything for your constituency is dreaming in color. One man or one woman can achieve nothing. Nothing. You cannot even move a motion down the house unless you get a seconder. If you're going to get anything through, you need at least nine more people to agree with you. Now, Kenneth's history, which is very short, not even four years yet, is this. He, didn't, he would not work with the government, so he went and he sat in the opposition. Arden McLean was, sorry, Ezra Miller was leader of the opposition. Within two months, he had fallen out with them, and he went and sat by himself. They, time moved on, and then they fell out amongst themselves again, this opposition. And they changed Ezard and put Arden as the new leader of the opposition. And Kenneth went back and joined the opposition. And one month later, he left the opposition because he couldn't make it with the opposition. Now, if you can't make it with the government, you can't make it with Arden. You can't make it with Ezard. Please tell me, folks, who are you going to make it with? So even if Kenneth is elected again, remember Alden told you this on the 23rd of March. He's going to sit in the opposition, 
and do what he's done these past almost four years. Row, row, row in the house, row on the radio, row on Facebook, row in every media. But he's going to achieve just what he's achieved for Georgetown Central these past almost four years, which is little or nothing. I am saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, that the reason you need to vote for Frank Cornwall is not because he's a better speaker, has a greater gift of the gab than Kenneth. It is because he understands the importance of teamwork, and we can count on him to get things done for Georgetown Central. Okay. Let me pause the lies right there, folks. <clears throat> So Alden says he's not a better speaker than Frank. He's not going to do any, um, he's not a better speaker, sorry, than um, Frank is not a better speaker than Kenneth. He's not going to do any of those things. Now he can talk about all Kenneth does is get on the radio and this, that, and the next thing, but hmm, it's funny. Because of all the sitting MPs, Kenneth probably has the highest, if we did polls here, he would have the highest numbers for, for performance during his four years. The people, and they're the ones that matter, Alden. They're the ones that put you where you are. The voters are quite, by and large, Please, with Kenneth Bryan's performance. And you know, it's the simple things that you can't even do. When someone sends you a message, simply returning a phone call, responding to the message. When someone sends you formal correspondence, like the LGBT community, to say, sir, we would like to talk to you about this issue. What do you do? You ignore, ignore, and ignore. Costing us millions of dollars, folks, in legal fees. Having to hire QCs the world over to try to defend the government's point. And the end result is you still end up right where you would have been. You got pie all over your face. So it's not just about public speaking. It's about listening to people, responding to your constituents, hearing their concerns. If you can do something about it, you do something about it. You think that Kenneth Bryan has gotten nothing done in the last four years, let's talk about Barbara Bod um, Barbara Connolly and David White. What have they done? What motions have they brought or attempted to bring? You didn't see the premier pulling them into the back office at the LA building, at the building, parliament building, whatever they're calling it these days, to have a discussion with him. So that same gift of gab that you're talking about that Frank doesn't have, the same, oh, Kenneth can't get nothing done. Well, it seems like he could get something done because he had you running scared where you pulled him in for an hour plus. As a matter of fact, I recall when it happened that someone said to me, someone once that means said, 
can you message Kenneth, please, and find out exactly um, what is going on? Because if, is this a situation? One second, sorry. I was, I was trying to find my red flag, Cindy. I don't know what, what I did with my red flag, but I might have to get another one from you. So is this the sort of situation, folks, where, um, you know, if he had his usual yes men and women, Barbara, um, Roy, and heaven forbid, Frank, but I know Georgetown Central people got more sense than that, they wouldn't have been challenging him on why is it that we are four years into your term and one of the more simple things that you could have done that you promised to do, you ran on the last election saying you will get district councils. And here we are four years later. And like I said, a promise is a comfort to a fool. We have nothing near district councils. And he refuses to do it for the simple fact that he does not want you, the people, to have very much power. Alden can say whatever he wants about being for the people. The truth is the man is a narcissist. He's talking about, oh, people running for all sorts of reasons. He's been a service man, he goes on to say. I've been committed to serving the people that came out. Not, not quite, not quite. You serve the people when it's convenient for you to do so. What you do in the interim is serve yourself. Why do you spend so much time at South Coast and country? I'm just wondering, how much Spanish do you now know, sir? I'm just saying, who are you really serving? Not the constituents of Red Bay. He might be serving somebody else. But the constituents of Red Bay don't even see you. They're wondering, where have you been? Not only do they not see you, but when they send you a message, you don't even bother to respond to them. Buenos dias, senor premier. Como estas, papi? I see you. The people see you. And we are not fooled. Not for minutes. This is the cold hard truth. He is serving people. The only question is, who is being served? That's why he has to put on the theatrics. That's why he has to tell you, don't look at a candidate based on merit. Say what? Now, let me hold on a second here now. Let me, let me try and wrap my brain around how this works. You go for a job, right? And we always custom these people, or oh, they're hiring people based on favoritism, this, not well. That's kind of what the premier is telling you is going to happen here and what you must do, okay? Don't vote for the better candidate, he says. Vote for the lucky boy, the yes men and women. They're not going to challenge anybody. Yes, Kenneth had his issues with the opposition because he took a position and he refused to move from it. We know that. But at least he took a position, right? What position has Barbara taken in the last four years? 
What position has David White taken in the last four years that you can speak about? Roy McTaggart, bless his little heart because I like Mr. Roy on a personable level. Somebody said to me recently, you know, Mr. Roy could have been a statesman. Remember when he was with C for C? C, yeah, C for C. And he talked about, oh, don't join parties because in his own words, when you join a party, it's not about what is in the best interest of the people of the Cayman Islands. This is what he said back in 2013. He said the issue is the party system. It forces people and politicians to a certain mindset or a certain position that might not necessarily be in the best interest of the country. No fewer words have been spoken, Mr. Roy McTaggart. February of 2013, you were so absolutely right. And guess what? You remain absolutely right even today. Perfect. I couldn't agree with that quote even more. And you have demonstrated by your actions, being a yes man, that that quote is very, very true. It has stood the test of time. So you go to a job. Imagine you go for a job interview and the interviewer says, well, you're very qualified. You're the most qualified of everyone that we've seen, Kenneth Bryan. However, we're going to ignore all of your qualifications, ignore the will of the people to put someone in who will work on their behalf. And instead, we want you to consider Frank Cornwall. Hmm. Well, allow me to introduce you to the real Frank Cornwall. I don't know if you guys are ready for this. Let me try and find my picture. Where is the boozing picture of Frank? Does anybody have it to send it to me? Hold on here now. Let me see if I can find it. I know somebody sent it to me because I could not even find a decent picture of Frank when we were putting our election website together. So I said to people, um, does anybody have a photo of Frank Cornwall? Can you send it to me? And honey, child, you know Caymanians. Mm, mm, mm. They're going to send me a picture of the man boozing. Like, it's not a doctored picture, though. It's like a legit picture. And I was like, oh, you people are so petty. Behave yourselves. But the truth is the truth. Let me just find it to show you what was sent to me. Let me see if I can put my hands on it. If anybody has it, send it to me in WhatsApp really quickly. But let me see if I can find it. The true Frank Cornwall... Now, allow me to warn you, if you cannot take the truth, if you cannot take the cold, hard truth, please excuse yourselves right now. Class is dismissed. Where is my red flag? All right. Let me see if I can't find that picture, Frank. Who, who, ah, thank you, honey child. I know you guys paying attention. You are not asleep at the wheels during this program because the second I request something, bam! You have asked and you shall receive. Hi. Here we go. Let's talk about the true Frank Cornwall. There he is. Boss man with the Jack Daniels. The only thing you don't see in this picture is a little spliff. Yes. Let's talk about Frank. Let's talk about the real man. You know, um, someone was saying to me the other day, one of the PPM stalwarts, 
Miss Lucille was saying how, um, oh, you know, that boy, Kenneth, mm, he's, he's had such a troubled path, you know. He used to be in the boy's home and he's this and he's that and blah, blah, blah. I was like, really? Huh. All right. So you want to castigate a young man. <laughs> Cameron says she can harbor. Listen, pop up. Top up on the tea because I'm bringing it to your street now. You want to talk about poor um, Kenneth. Young man who's a father of two children. He's been married for a number of years. Yes, Kenneth had a rough start, like a lot of us. You know, we don't come from the privileged side of Crew Road like um, Alden McLaughlin did. We didn't have that privileged upbringing, and there's nothing wrong with that privileged upbringing if you're fortunate enough to get it. Good on you. But a lot of Caymanians like myself, you grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, honey child. And when you grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, what that means is you don't always get the early opportunities that could really make a difference in your life. So you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to mess up. You might end up in the boy's home, the girl's home. You might smoke a little weed when you're 15, 16 years old. Yes, honey child, you're going to get in trouble. But the lesson and the focus should be, where are you now? We tell everybody, you have the potential to be anything and to do anything once it's on the right side. So we go to these young people and we tell them, you can do it. And then when you do do it, you go from being in the boys' home to being the representative for Georgetown South and Cayman's most popular MP going into the 2021 election. And all of a sudden, someone like Miss Lucille, a senior Caymanian who has a nephew who's also an MP, not quite as bright, definitely not as sharp, a fellow Georgetowner who should appreciate exactly where Kenneth has come from and how far he has come. He was at the TV station. He held down a job. Kenneth has been doing well. And she's still talking about his past from when he was 15 years old in the boys' home. That was wrong with you people, Naina. You can't let go of the past. And on the same hand, you want this to be the future. This is what he's doing in this moment. Well, maybe not at 9 o'clock in the morning. I don't know if he's drinking Jack Daniels 9 o'clock in the morning. But this is the real Frank Cornwall, folks. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something about Frank. I wasn't going to go there, but you know, the cold hard truth. I'm, I'm spitting facts. Unlike Alden, who has to do a jiggle and a dance and whatever. I'm going to soon start dancing to Alric's song called Politrix. But that, all jokes aside, I'm going to tell you something here now about Frank and the real Frank, right? When you get into politics, folks, make sure your house clean. Because when it ain't clean, you're going to have a problem with the cold hard truth. 
You you guys remember what our theme song says? Allow me to remind you of what the cold hard truth is actually all about. don't know who I but I know all about you I've come to talk to you tonight about the things I've seen you do I've come to set the record I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart truth All right, folks, let me introduce myself I'm going to tell you like it is I got my eyes on you, Frank I got my eyes on you, Alden. I got my eyes on you, Austin. And I got my eyes on you, Mr. Roy. You sat on this platform and you can make jokes. But I got to tell you, here's the truth. Several years ago, someone came to me. And we not just are, we not even talking about nobody's past. We're talking about the present. And they said, I have some information on Frank Cornwall. And I'm like, who? You know, the premier's assistant. And I said, oh, Frank Cornwall. Okay. I don't really know who he is. I mean, I got him on Facebook, but he don't be doing nothing. So I'm like, okay. All right. So, all right. Tell me what it is then. And I said, but by the way, before you come and see me, please bring all of your receipts with you. I don't want no meow, meow, papa story. And you don't have the receipts. Now, when I say receipts, the girl came with the papers then. Woo, honey child. As a matter of fact, I may still have the papers. Oh, I got to look in my CMR fold. You see my file cabinet back there? I keep stuff, you know. I am going to have to look in my records because I might still have those papers. All of the papers with the man. And she come with her story. Well, she says, Miss Sandy, this man naive. I said, really? Tell me what is going on. He's the father of my child. I said, Lord Jehovah. Okay. And I'm looking at her thinking, she looks a little bit young. Isn't Frank like 60 years old or something? Anyway, I wasn't trying to judge nobody, so I never said nothing. Then she said, um, you know, he used to try and talk to me before I was of age. And I said, Lord Jehovah, now listen here. You know, one thing that gets me pissed off is these nasty, dirty men who won't leave these young girls alone. So anyway... I kept my cool. I said, okay. She said, yeah, but I never paid him no mind. You know, I said, okay. Then it went from that passed on. 
Curtis said, if I keep playing that music, he can get his bottle of Jack Daniel too. Yes, honey child. So anyway, years go by and then she's of age and he starts checking this young girl. Still way too young for him, but anywho, at least now she's legal. And oh boy, the story has come. All he wants to sit down and do all day is smoke pot, drink the Jack Daniels and have sex. I'm like, well, in theory, I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to be drinking Jack Daniels. And I'm certainly not going to be smoking pot, but hey, who doesn't like a good roll in the hay every once in a while? I'm still listening to this story and I'm like, mm, okay. So why are you here? I mean, obviously you were probably doing the same with him. You were having sex and smoking too and probably taking a swig off the Jack Daniels. What's the problem? Well, you know, I got pregnant and I got this baby for Frank. Oh, okay. Now this is a little bit of a different situation. Because when you bring a child into the mix, you know, that's very different. And he's not a good father. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I was like, really? He got a bunch of adult children. So I thought by now he would have perfected it. But of course, no such thing. And he not paying child support. Now I say, boy, nothing worse than a dead feet, a deadbeat daddy. You know? It's bad enough you not do it. Listen, you don't pay child support, your children will suffer in this country. Because it takes more than the income of a single mother, probably making minimum wage at the time, to be able to support a child. You can't even buy formula on that. Now you are making probably five, six thousand dollars a month as the political assistant for the premier, again, not earning it, but that's what you're making. And you cannot make sure that your child is getting child support. So much so that she had to take him to court. <laughs> Say what? So why Alden telling you to, to vote for this man because, yeah, he can't speak like this one and that one. He can't do it. Okay. Let's also discuss the fact that he's not a very good father. Let's talk about the fact that his baby mama had to take him to court to pay child support. But it gets better, folks. I'm trying to find the cause list. But, you know, family court and child support, normally they don't put the names because they're trying to protect these deadbeat fathers. They should be blazing their names all over the place. That's how we're going to get them to pay. The man claimed he's a contractor and he got a contractor's license and blah, blah, blah. But he not, he not paying no child support. So she takes him to court for child support. And then she comes to me because guess what? Although the court said, all right, son. This is what you got to pay. Mr. Jack Daniels over here still isn't paying child support. He's still playing games with this girl and the young child. So she comes and said, Miss Sandy, look, the man is in the rears. I need help with my baby. 
I need him to do his part. I was like, what? Oh, man. So I listened to this story and I'm like, no, sir. A deadbeat father working for Alden McLaughlin as his PA. Alden would have to know this. You got to know the man up in court. And then when the court says, show us your, you know, expenses and whatever. Of course, he claimed he can't afford child support. He not even doing that. He lying to the court. Oh, no, I can't afford child support. Um, I got adult children that I got to take care of. Uh, what about the minor child you got? How about taking care of that child? Oh, I got all these children living with me. And then every turn around before COVID hit, the man was going on a plane. He was traveling. He was doing this. He was doing that. So I said um, to the young lady, I looked over the stuff. She left it with me and I sat on it for a couple of days. She came back. She said, all right, Miss Sandy, blaze them up on my road. That's what she wanted. She said, blaze them up. I said, Lord Jehovah. I said, let me tell you something, young lady. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Um, I want you to really think hard about this. Because honestly, you really need to consider the consequences of us blazing him up because there's always collateral damage, right? I said, I want you to think long-term about the relationship between this father and his child. It's a little boy, I believe. And I would hope that that is more important to you than blazing up Frank Cornwall. So I want you to, I'm not going to do anything with this right now. I want you to go away and think about it. Because I think you need to just sleep on it for a little bit longer. And she did. And she came back. She said, you know what, Miss Sandy, you're right. Leave him to God. Well, God works in mysterious ways, as they say. Frank trying to pretend like he's somebody now. And that he's doing the most while his leadership is trying to throw poor Kenneth under the bus talking about his past. Well, every saint got a past, honey. And I'm going to say every sinner got a future if you want to do the right thing. So, Mr. Jack Daniel. Hold on now. I'm going to cue up a little music here. A special Jack Daniel song just for you, Frank. Just for you. Coffee keeps me up and I can't sleep. 
When I drink too much that I can't eat Losing you has led me to believe Everything I love is killing me Everything I love is killing me Cigarettes, Jack Daniels, and caffeine And that's the way you're turning out to be Everything I love Gonna have to give up Cause everything I love is killing me Woo! Sing it, Alan Jackson! Everything I love is killing me. But Jack Daniel, well, we only going to kill you with the cold hard truth this morning. Yes, sir. Big tunes, trust me, pull up on that. You know what came out is we love our country music. Mm-mm-mm. Well, anywho, let me tell you how things come full circle, right? So we didn't do anything with it at the time. As Cece said, this young lady is a hardworking young lady. She's trying to hold it down on her own. The man still not paying child support, very sporadically. Still back and forth to court. So I tell you what, election season start now. So he start to get worried. Couple weeks ago, this is when you got a guilty conscience, Nina. He goes to the young lady, um, Sandra saying stuff about me. What you told her about me? And the girl's like, What? So she asked me, You say anything about Frank? And I said, Not yet. But that sounds like a guilty conscience to me. So he feels, say, with good reason. When your closet not clean, this would be like Makiva's sister now, Anna. Anna better go clean out on the on, on bed because it's not clean. Anna, Anna better do it right now, you know. Well, the truth of the matter is, Anna includes the progressives. They be doing a lot. They be doing the most. The most Alden can say about um, poor Sammy Jackson is, oh, he doesn't live in Red Bay. He from West Bay. Well, he don't, he don't live West Bay either. But Sam is a Caymanian. He can run in any district that he wants. A lot of people don't live in the district that they run in. Kurt Tibbetts ran where? Where has he lived? Northward. So they pick on the most frivolous things, but the important things like deadbeat fathers, not paying child support. Right? You're trying to bring down poor Kenneth. Oh, Kenneth. He's like the Lone Ranger. Well, yes, people can accomplish things on their own. They don't always need a big jackass circus behind them singing and dancing and saying nothing of real value. So, Frank Cornwell, go pay your child support. The court has ordered it. You've been playing around with the court for too long. You've been lying 
to the court about your expenses and what you make. Your boss, a.k.a. your premier, I bet you he's not going to fire you for that. He fired poor Kenneth for defending a woman, but he's not going to fire you for ignoring a court order. Pay your child support. So when he was getting all up in his feelings the other day, but oh, um, I think Sandy Thomas, that's your guilty conscience, son. I hadn't said anything about you till today. You are guilty. As what? Where's my gavel? Where's the gavel? Guilty. Guilty, your honor. Aye, here it is. Guilty, Frank. Go pay your child support, son. Go be a good father, please. We have a legacy of deadbeat fathers in this country, right? That I'm sorry, but anyone who is wanting to be an MP, you shouldn't be a deadbeat father. Pull up your pants and be a man. Now, some of you in West Bay, you know I'm coming for you next. Because you too fall into the category of being a deadbeat father and not paying child support. We won't let you skid under the carpet. But we're just focusing on Georgetown Central today and Georgetown South. Because Lord knows, with 19 districts, we got a lot of ground to cover. Frank Cornwall... Ah, then please go take several seats. You're not ready. Mr. Roy, you're a nice man, but you are a detriment to this country. Someone said you had the potential to be a statesman. You have lost that opportunity with your illustrious professional career by getting involved in politics and just being a yes man. Vote Kenneth Bryan a thousand percent. And I agree since it's only the two of them running. Give Kenneth 99.9999999% of the vote. So the $1,000 that Alden gave to Frank to run will be a contribution to the coffers of the Cayman Islands government, a donation. Since you believe in supporting others so much, give that donation to government because government needs it. Do not get fooled by the song and dance and all the shenanigans. They worried. There is a reason why they have to rely on the smoke screens and all the fancy mirrors is because when you have an applicant who has no substance whatsoever, what else would you be saying? Barbara can't talk. She helped with one pond, which was just her calling public works or somebody else to get it done. Well, good. Okay. Um, Frank can't talk. He hasn't done anything, right? He had time to stand up by Kenneth Bryan's um, park and spot in parliament two years ago talking about, yeah, this soon be mine. Hashtag vote for me. That's what they have time for. Photo opportunities. Somebody mentioned earlier how Frank, how um, Kenneth has gone to every primary school function. He's not even the minister. The minister herself don't even show up to those things. Frank Cornwell went to the one that was last week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm sad that we couldn't go. But he showed up for all of 15 minutes just to take a photo and then leave. They're not interested in your children. He's not interested in his own children, his own child, much less. Really? Come on now. 
Guess who was there all three days? Genuinely interested in the children of Georgetown and all over, all primary schools. Kenneth Bryan. You know, you cannot fake being an MP. Your heart is either in it or it's not. If you truly cared about the people, because I'm not saying that everyone has the same skill set. So public speaking isn't Barbara's thing. All right, she gets nervous, whatever. But if your heart is really in this, you put in the time. That's the difference, right? Yes, it's all about that paycheck. You take yourself to Toastmasters. What else do you have to do on a Thursday evening? If you're too embarrassed to go to Toastmasters, do you know, Barbara, that there are online resources that can help you become a better public speaker? You can learn if you cared. You had four years on the job. Your performance last night was horrible. The messages. Oh, so now he's no longer in arrears. Thank you. So now he's been paying. So finally, he's, he's, he's paying now. Thank God, Frank. So he's no longer in arrears at this moment, but he wasn't paying. And it took a minute to get that sorted out. But anyway, they're still failing us, the people. So he wants an increase in salary from five, $6,000 a month to over $8,000 a month to do what? Kiss Alden's rear end? I'm sorry. It ain't going to work. Vote them out. You know who needs to go? Barbara, your, your performance, if there was any doubt in anybody's mind about Barbara, last night, seal the deal. Boom, done. She's got to go. David, I think he's tonight. I'm not expecting any better for him. But what has David done? over the past four years. Now I saw him walking in the district a couple of days ago, him and two young people handing out some flyers in Windsor Park. What's well, about time he started walking? You seen his commercial? Um, you might love K-Man as much as me, but you and I got love K-Man no more than me. Really? George North, wake up. And you see, it isn't about, you know, I, I like, I actually like Joey. I even like Barbara. This isn't a, this not no friend thing. This is about who is qualified for the job. They are not qualified. Their heart isn't in it. They really don't care. Ooh, Trenwick, listen, this morning, he's like, child, I better get my ish together. I need Toastmasters in my life. We all do. Do you know that I used to go to Toastmasters? Because I had certain things with my speech that I needed to work on and I needed to correct. And so I know when I need help, red flag. So you see, I need another red flag. I don't know where I put mine. So yes, honey child, red flag them right out the door. That's what we need to do. 
The cold hard truth is coming for you. Folks, 926, the show is almost over. I think we need to spend the rest of the program enjoying some lyrics. What do you all say? Yes, my darling Sandy. Let us have a look at another song. Politrix is what it's called by Alric Lindsay. Tune it up. Let's play. Turn up the volume, please, love. Yes, Alric. Bring it up. Yo. Yo. This politician going about. Uh huh. Vote for him. What is that? For him. Vote for her. $50. Every time the election thing come around, I know. Every time, boy. Don't be fooled by the money, folks. $50, $100, and your refrigerator not going to do nothing for you or your children. What are going to do? We know to deal with politics, politics, politics. Yeah, politics. politics. Can't fool me and take with a clown. Take with a clown. No, 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 no. We know to deal with politics. Yes, politics, honey child. Bunch of clowns. Politics. Alric Lindsay, because him, no, 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 no. The foundation we grow up on. Every four years, a campaign slogan. How are this? Love go on like them, no, no, man. Until time they come, look out from. Please not try if it comes with me All your smile for your life easy Them two teeth and greedy No one help but want to come greet me Red flag The park to South Zone I'll rip the people them more around I get to you to fight down Shit fuck the system right now Right now, People are tired for cry now Mommy just want the chance to provide now For survive No more tired of the tie down We want freedom to live life now we know to deal with politics, 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 and then bugger tricks, bugger tricks. Can't fool me and take with a clown. Take with a clown. No, 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 no. We know to deal with politics, 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 and then bugger tricks. En la vida de políticos siempre es lo mismo Hace mucho tiempo no votaron por el chico Solo porque fue de viaje a diferentes lugares Ahora viene con todo y más fuerte Ahora no necesita de la suerte Tiene más apoyo de su gente Un hombre honesto hasta la muerte Yeah. Y este señor simplemente quería ser un candidato mejor Por eso estamos en eso de aprender el español Honduras, Venezuela y Panamá También se fue a República Dominicana Luego ellos lo llevaron al de Pensando que lo iban a ganar Pero no pudieron y salieron sin nada We know to deal with politics 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 and then bugger tricks Bugger tricks Can't fool me and take with a clown No, 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 no Folks, don't make them take you for a clown. Let's have a little dose of the cold hard truth. George Jones, my man, straight up country. We can swing it just like that. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Turn it up. Get the Jack Daniels. Know who I am. Oh, no, you don't. What about you? I see you. I see you, Frank. I see you. Setting it straight, honey. Set it straight. Woo! 
Yep, where's the flashlight? Shine the light. And the cold hard truth. Oh, sing it, George. Oh, well, some of y'all know the same woman. We're not talking about that. Yes. <laughs> Woo. The cold hard truth. You say you're not the one. Oh, yeah. You're giving the country a heartache. You're failing us. You're nothing but a liar. And we got the cold hard truth right here for you. Oh, yes. Woo! Mm -hmm. Oh, sweet cold hard truth. How much I love the cold hard truth. Oh, yes. And then after you've had a dose of the cold hard truth, well, some days you just gotta hit that Jack Daniel button. Let's be honest here. Lord, it was kind of rough today. I, I would not blame you today if you had to go and get your Jack Daniel and drink right from the bottom. Right from the bottom. Time. 
Everything I love is killing me. Even when I don't love them, they still trying to kill us. People, we can kill them at the polls. Here's their report card. They have failed in every subject except maybe the COVID situation, the lockdown. And that was a no brainer. We're an island, create a bubble. Easiest thing to do. Don't let that be the only thing on your scorecard, folks. Bring it home. Bring it right. They failed in the environment. They failed in transparency. They failed in education. They're failing in employment. They're failing in cost of living. They're failing in housing. If you remain apathetic, Plato said it a gazillion years ago. If you remain apathetic, the price of apathy towards public affairs is to be ruled by these men. Is that what you want? We're going from bad to worse for here, folks. Honestly, fire them. They're coming to you. Going from, oh, here's Mr. Roy. At least he's educated. He's qualified. KPMG partner, all this great stuff, right? We put in joke, joke in the middle, no real qualifications, talking about donkeys and moons and all kinds of foolishness. Okay. All right. We give him a pass. And then they say to you, that ain't enough. It's not enough that you have to pay somebody $12,000, $13,000 as a minister to hear this kind of foolishness. A very special connection with the moon. <laughs> I was born in July 1969. And everybody knows what happened then. The first man went on the moon in the month I was born, July 1969. The thing about the moon is that we have more energy. We feel more extroverted and connected to our partners and have more interest in sex due to our gravitational pull of the moon and earth and the consequent energy released during this time. If you didn't know a full moon, increases women's sexual desire the lunar cycle seems to affect women of all shapes and sizes so i'm just saying pay attention to the moon and bring up these totals and by the way this is not irresponsible this is about saving a nation saving a nation with that ridiculousness vote them out members of the la were sitting there listening to John John and his moon story, his donkey stories and his madness and still supporting him. Enough is enough. Well, we don't know how it's relevant to anything COVID or anything else. Ozzy, go on true. Go on true, my brother. Tear up the place. 
All I can tell you is we have better options than what they're presenting to us. This ain't it. This is not it. They want you to go from bad to worse, my Caymanians. They're telling you, don't even, at least, you know, sometimes John John can talk when he's not talking about donkeys and full moons. But they want you to put in someone like Frederick who can't even talk. We not get to that district yet. Soon come. I'll come in for every one of these fools. Anna, hear me? I gotta be like um Miss Elizabeth Anna. Anna Whatless, she said. Yeah, well, she got a point because we keep putting them back in. She got a right to call us Whatless because we keep putting her Whatless brother back in. Folks, it is March the 31st. Two weeks. Two more weeks is all we got left. You're going to mark your ex, and I hope you do it right. I know my art, my ex is going to be right. In the words of Chad Bodden, they're trying to blame everything on COVID. Oh, you know, COVID put our plans to, to bed on this. We had all the answers. We had all the plans. Even Chad could tell you that's a bunch of hogwash. They not had nothing doing before COVID. And COVID has become a convenient excuse for everything. And I want my vote. And to do something about the discrimination that Caymanians face on a day-to-day -day basis within the workforce. And to do something about the bullying within the schools. Then you can talk to me. You do something about the unemployed people of my community. And I'm not talking about after COVID, I'm talking about before it. Cause it's been going on for years. We vote you guys in and you guys go up there and you argue about nothing and make no changes. I'm tired of it, man, it's 2021. I can barely afford groceries, light, water, and I'm paying somebody else mortgage. You wonder why? Because I can't even afford a house. I got my mother and my father asking me why I don't have a house. You came on, it's no longer the Caymanians. And it hurts my heart to say that. That Cayman is no longer for us. Why, why, what children have? Meanwhile, the premier is having his fence. While well, we have young Caymanians who can't even afford a house, the premier is having his fence put up, installed, worked on. The trees in this video were cut down by NRA employees, government workers at the premier's house. This is what we are accepting.
Beckman has to be vaccinated, has to have a negative CPR test before, within 72 hours before they come. Um, yes, CPR tests. And then, of course, there are other candidates who don't even know when Election Day is. On April 15th, you have a choice, and I ask that you choose Gina Williams for your next representative of the District of Savannah. Bad to worse, Caymanians, don't do it. I want you guys to have a beautiful day. Here are some potential options for you that maybe you should be looking at. A new dawn is on the horizon, shedding light on a new era as we reimagine the way forward. Hi, I'm Sabrina Turner, and I want to be your voice, your hope, your choice for prospect. Life has changed abruptly and profoundly, but it's now more vital than ever that we work together to ensure the safety, health and prosperity of the Cayman Islands as we rebuild an even more resilient future that is based on a foundation of national pride and unity. It's time to rethink our direction. It's time to look at the way we do things. It's time your voice is heard. It's time your hope for our country's future becomes a reality. It's time the right choice is made. I want to help you realize your hopes and dreams and be that voice for you. The time is now to rejuvenate Prospect and make it the vibrant community that it was and approach issues such as beautification, safety, flooding, and crime as we proactively deal with issues such as neighborhood nuances and unemployment. As your representative, safeguarding the lives and livelihoods of the people of Prospect will always be at the forefront of all that I do. And together, we can be the voice of change and the hope for a better tomorrow. I am Sabrina Turner, and I want to be your voice, your hope, your choice for Prospect. concerns in the Savannah community and island-wide is road safety. I enjoy a great working relationship with the Bodentown Police and their community officers. They agree that we must find a solution for the speeding and dangerous driving problem here in Cayman. Young lives are being lost all too often. It takes education, backed by laws and the support of the community, all coming together to fight this battle. 
Young people need outlets to safely enjoy riding off-road vehicles in addition to finding other ways to expend their energies. This is something I will make a priority as an elected member of parliament. I work diligently with the police already and as an official representative, I will make sure everything possible is done to save lives on our roads. Too many of our young people are finding it difficult or impossible to get jobs, even after gaining the required qualifications. Yet, every day, we are importing more and more persons on work permits. There is something fundamentally wrong with this picture, especially since, in most cases, it is not specialist, high-experienced jobs being advertised, but graduate entry-level positions that our young people are not being hired for. The creation of work to match skills with jobs is definitely a step in the right direction, but it is not enough. I think more employers need to view Caymanians as an asset to their organization and an important resource. We should be considered partners, equals working side by side for the benefit of not only the business, but the Cayman Islands as a whole. The general stereotype of Caymanians being lazy is an offensive one, but at the same time, we know that there's a small group of our people who are looking to reap the rewards without putting in the work. They will have to pull up their bootstraps and do their part because businesses need reliable and hard-working people who give an honest day's work for decent wages.
for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at CaymanMarlRoad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 